Meeting call to order. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Welcome to episode six. Episode six, the Q&A episode. Woo. We got so many questions for this week's episode. I'm so excited. Thank you guys so much. These are really good questions. You guys asked and we're going to answer. We're going to answer. Danny, what's on today's agenda? Today's agenda. So first, we're going to start with a weekend recap. Omar and I both had some pretty eventful weekends. So we're going to start with just, you know, relaxing, catching up. I haven't seen him since last week. Um, then we're going to go through half of the questions submitted by our audience. Then we're going to break it up with a reoccurring segment, The Elephant in the Room, where we're going to talk about some current events that have been going on. Then we're going to go over the other half of the audience questions that you guys submitted. And then we're going to end the episode on a fun note with a little game. We're going to do our name three game once again. And that's on the agenda for today. Ooh, I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's do it. So how was your weekend, Omar? How are you feeling? Wait, hold on. Before I ask you how you're feeling, Omar walks in, right? (laughs) He's got a bottle of essential water. He's got a ginger ale in hand. And he's got a produce bag full of six macadamia nut (laughs) cookies. Cookies. So if that doesn't describe how someone's weekend was, I don't know what is. But I'd like to hear it from you, Omar. What happened this weekend? Um, I blacked out. In conclusion, I blacked out. Yeah, but you uh, blacked out in Mexico. Yeah, I went to um, Ensenada for our friend's 24th birthday party. It was an all-pink party. Cute. Um, so I wore this like cute little pink uh, the short. The two-piece, I saw. Two-piece silk set. Loved it. Um, yeah, and all I can remember is, like, <laughs> I think I topped out at 11 p.m., <laughs> And they stayed up. They stayed up till nine a.m. drinking. Yeah, I saw um, everybody's stories, and I was like, "Why isn't Omar like posting anymore? Yeah. Where's Omar?" No, I literally <laughs> threw up all over the floor oh outside God. in one of the rooms. My mother-in-law like dragged me and put me to bed, so <gasps> it was really embarrassing. Um, yeah, and so I didn't drink all day Sunday, and here we are on Monday, and I'm still hungover. <laughs> um, I feel like shit, <laughs> but I'm here for you guys. You know that's that's exactly what it is but he's here a businesswoman a biz exactly this is uh, a fucking business anyways anyways danielle how was your weekend my weekend was great let's let's talk about it she's officially 23 ew don't ew. talk about that i'm still 22 in my head how all was, right how um, was your birthday weekend it was so perfect it was exactly what i wanted it's exactly what you know i imagined for myself at 23 years old oh my god <laughs> um so my birthday was on friday and originally i didn't want to do like a birthday dinner kind of deal just because those are stressful you have to call everybody you know that just wasn't my business i was like i'm having a birthday party the following weekend so i don't feel the need to do all this but i have amazing friends and they were like no like we want to be with you on your birthday we want to do something special with you so my friend rosie she found the restaurant she made the reservation she had coordinated everything invited everybody and all i had to do was show up it was amazing it was the cutest birthday dinner. Um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to talk about was this kind of tradition we do every year for birthdays or uh-huh. every every birthday dinner. When there is a birthday dinner, when there's a gathering for birthdays, me and my friends, we like to do this thing where everybody there says one thing that they love about the person, the birthday person. I'm dead. Or their favorite memory about the birthday person. And everybody was so sweet. Good thing I wasn't there. I know, bitch. I'm <laughs> I would have fucking 
I would have told the teeth. Everyone was being so nice. But the one that I really wanted to bring up was what Edgar said. My Aww. poor boyfriend. He knows this is a thing because he goes to all of my friends' birthday dinner. So he knows that we do this every single time. And he was freaking out because it was for me so you know the, pr- the the stakes are a lot higher because i'm his girlfriend Duh. yeah so it gets right he goes last right because he's sitting right Aww. next to me so we go all the way around everybody says nice amazing things and then we get to edgar right <laughs> and he's like all stressed and he told me afterward he was like i was thinking about this all day like Aww. i've been planning about what to say all day like he's just stressed out about this and he doesn't like to be like that in front of other people but he basically says, I'm, I'm going to air him out right now. Sorry. He, Tell me, what's the tea? <laughs> he just said things that were very, very sweet. He said, my favorite thing about you, Danielle, is that we have basically grown up together and like gone through a lot of firsts together. Like we moved into our first apartment together. Aww. We graduated college together. We got our first job together. I didn't even hear the rest because I fucking started crying. Oh I literally, God. like, as I was looking at him. He said, our first apartment together. I literally, my lips started quivering. I felt it. And then I just started sobbing. And I was like, this is so stupid. He just was, like, saying facts. They weren't even, like, anything sweet. Like, Green it's shit. nothing That's special. Cute. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. But it just meant a lot coming from Edgar because he never, he's not like that. You know, he's not very loving lovey-dovey with his words like that so the fact that he was comfortable saying this in front of like other people i was just brought to tears and i literally cried at the restaurant that's so cute it was so embarrassing i'm about to make fun of him (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um and the rest of the weekend was chill i've watched eight episodes of real houses of new jersey so i'm feeling a little feisty um which is perfect for this episode But yeah, that's my weekend recap. Well, I hope everybody wished you a happy birthday on both of your um, Instagrams. Oh my God, the President's Club podcast story was so cute. Was it not? Let's not pretend I didn't send those pictures to you, though. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Well, anyways, another happy birthday. The end of Libra season on the Scorpio season. Wah, wah. Uh, (laughs) So, let's get to it. Let's get uh, dive into our Q&A segment, the first half of our Q&A segment. Yeah. Let's Tiani, go through the first couple. Give it to me. Okay. First question we have says, would you have guests on your podcast? And then side note, in the in the question, I definitely think Priscilla would be so fun to have on an episode. My God. I would have submitted this. Well, for those of you that don't know, my mother's <laughs> name is Priscilla. <laughs> who, so, would, who would say that? So I can only guess. <laughs> But no, definitely. I would love to have um, some guests on our podcast. What about you? Yeah, Oman and I talked about this that, you know, season one, we're kind of finding our footing, creating our brand. But season two, we want to level up basically with video format, you know, kind of a production space where we have like a set where we're doing these podcasts. And obviously to bring on guests because it'd make it more interesting. You know, it'd be more... um, just be more fun. Uh, yes. So, yeah, we definitely are interested in doing uh, guests on the podcast, and Priscilla will be first in line. Um, I don't know about that. My ideal guest would be Mindy Calling, for sure. Okay, yeah, we're working would, on that right I would now. love that. To get onto her PR team, I would love to do that. <laughs> um, anyways, next question. Next question. <laughs> Who is one person that you don't talk to anymore that you wish you could apologize to? <laughs> Not a damn soul. Nobody. Ooh. No, I, I don't think I, you know, I cut off people for the right reasons. Yeah. At least in my mind, I don't have any regrets about losing friendships or losing people in my life. 
Um, yeah, no one. Neither do I. Sorry if you guys wanted that to be a little bit more emotional. I know. We're... No. I think Omar and I are very sure of ourselves people. We're very rational people. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way we'd ever, you know, look back and think, oh, you know, I wish I could, you know, be, be friends, friends with this with person. person. No. 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 Next. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are able to choose who the other person could be with, who would it be? Ooh. Like celebrity? Let's do celebrities to be yeah, safe. Yeah, because who what am I going to say? I guess friends. They no. Were, they were trying to be dirty. They were trying to be dirty. They were yeah, trying, trying to, to be messy. Y'all trying to be I messy. I don't think either of us wish that upon either of us. <laughs> I'd answer. <laughs> <laughs> answer it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Edgar's probably the best person you could be with. Exactly. For my friends. Exactly. Anyways, <clears throat> for you, a celebrity that I would love to see you with. Mm-hmm. Ooh. This is a good one. I would have to think too. I feel like definitely. Like, who would be a great life partner for you? Like, who do I think for you? I think you definitely have to be um, the first lady. Oh yeah. Yeah, you'd like that's you. Oh yeah. You'd you'd be a killer first lady. Thanks. Maybe for Barack. (laughs) Oh my god, I'd love that. I would honestly love to be married to Barack Obama. That so much. Or Ellen. Ellen. I feel like you'd uh, you'd put Ellen on her game. You know what? You're right. right. I'd have my own TV show with Ellen. Exactly. I'd like spin it around and get my own show. Some type of fucking PR. <laughs> Who would you put me with? Um, I'm thinking of like a homemaker type. I think you appreciate a home and you want to create a home with somebody. I think that's mm. something you value very much. Eh. Okay. I don't know. I'm thinking like a Martha Stewart type. A Martha Stewart. <laughs> but not Martha Stewart. You know what? Loki. Snoop right? Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq. Like Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah. You know what? He's an entrepreneur. I can see it. Right? I can He's see got it. franchises. I just seen a billboard um, driving home from... Shaqtoberfest. For, yeah, for Shaqtoberfest. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's Horror Nights, but Shaq in Long Beach. Why? My friends are going. Why? It's so, I want to go. <laughs> an entrepreneur. Okay, I see it. Next. All right. Um... Next question. What is a lie you guys have told each other that you still haven't admitted till this day? Yeah, we don't really lie to each other. We don't. And well, th- I don't I th- lie to you. You've lied to me before. So. It was one time. I'm sure you've lied to me about other outfits before. <laughs> so anyways, um, I can't think of anything. Um, next. No. Yeah. Okay. Who was your least favorite high school teacher? Can we say this? Least favorite high school teacher of all? I have one. Mr. Wilkinson. <gasps> I hated him. Oh, my God. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> well, you're going to give reasons why. Are we bleeping these out? Because I want to no, say No, we're not bleeping these out. Okay, then I, I can't say mine. Who's yours? I have one. If you know, you know. Miss Hutchinson. No. <laughs> no! <laughs> no. What's her name? Will you bleep it out? It's a woman, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think she, I think you don't like her because of the prom committee. Is that is that who I'm? Am I correct? It's one of the things, yeah. But it's her. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, those are. Sorry, we're not spilling the tea on that. Ms. I mean, Fritz. we did. <laughs> next. Okay. <laughs> no explanation. Just next. Who is your favorite sibling? My favorite sibling. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you answer this first. Um, well, oof. I feel like yours is kind of biased. Yeah, it's biased. Mine's easy. It's Danica. Oh, sorry. Why? 
Um, I just feel like, well, we grew up together. Yeah. And I've known her the longest and we're closer than anybody. That could be because of age, because of our parents. I don't, I don't know, but she's my favorite. Okay. Who's your least favorite? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not answering that. That wasn't part of the question. Uh, who's your favorite sibling, Omar? Mm, that's kind of hard. My favorite sibling, Selene. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Actually, I don't think so. She <gasps> was. Maybe was? she is. Mm. I'm trying to think who gave me the best birthday gift. <gasps> oh, my God. Julian. <laughs> Next. <laughs> um, Whose idea was the podcast or what sparked the interest for you both? I it was this, Omar's idea. Yeah, I was say, I think this is funny because everybody thinks it was Danielle's idea. It really wasn't. It was my idea. Yeah, I don't have the balls to say, let's start a podcast. Omar I do. Does. Yeah. He's well, like, we should do let's it. Start, let me say that it was my idea. And I think we had talked about this. like First episode. It, yeah, was this like end of, end of what? Like last year, beginning of the year, basically. Yeah. yeah. We've both been MCs in high school, done a little comms, mm-hmm. um, public speaking. So... I thought it'd be nice. We were kind of just like, we came, she came over one day (laughs) and we were just like randomly talking about things. And I think that's one thing that Danielle and I always get into. Like randomly when we're together, we start thinking about shit we can do (laughs) or shit we should be doing (laughs) in our life. We're like, we're always trying to be entrepreneurs, trying (laughs) to see what's next. And we're like, boom, let's do a podcast. And, And you were like, wait, we could do that. Wait. And then we did it. And then we did. Yeah. Wait, what, what's another venture of ours that we've proposed? Oh, I know, I know. Which um, one? The one where we wanted to start like a booth at a, like a, a not a swap meet, a... Um, a flea market. Yeah, yeah. Where we like get a bunch of thrifted clothes. I've done it and I hated it. Really? Yeah. Okay, scratch it off. Yeah, I did it, hated it. Even um, with the podcast, we're we have a, a business mindset. We're talking we merch. We're talking stickers. We're oh, talking yeah, advertisements. No. The merch is undergoing We'll get what there. What is it? Whatever it is, it's undergoing right now. Mm-hmm. So merch coming soon. Um, yeah, I think what sparked the interest for both of us is that we just like to talk. We love to talk our shit. We love to talk shit. We love to talk shit. And have an outline and format. <laughs> Next question. What? Where do you guys see yourselves in 10 years time? How old Ooh, will you be in 10 years? I'm going to be 33 in 10 years. Me too. Yeah. We're only um, a month and a half apart. Oh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> where do you see? Let's do where do you see yourself at 30? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. 30, uh-huh. 33. Same shit. Um, let's paint a picture. Where are you living? Me? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Where? Mexico. Do you have children? No. Are you married? No. Um, where are you at in your career? Um, either self-employed or living off my property assets. <laughs> okay. Let me think. What else? What, what else do you see? That's, that's the, the basics of the picture. What do you uh, hope for yourself in, at, at 30? In 30, um, I will say I'm kind of really aiming for this goal, and it's kind of a scary step because I'm currently undergoing um, something that's really going to benefit me mm-hmm. in terms of a new career um, direction. But basically, I had told myself this last year that um, for my 20s, my like mid to late mid to late 20s i really want to dive into the property management real estate aspect um have 
my own portfolio not my portfolio but like have my own property assets Mm -hmm. so that way when i'm in my 30s i am not working a nine to five hell yeah and i can kind of just be this hippie screenwriter director person creative that i want to be in Mm -hmm. my 30s right so that's really what my goal is right now Mm -hmm. and at this moment i'm actively working on that Mm -hmm. because i want to have um my own technically start my own property portfolio at 25 right so that way at 30 i'm no longer working a nine to five that's the dream that's my dream yeah absolutely what about you okay let's see at 33 i'm gonna go 33 because i'm very precise about my my timeline Uh 33 i will have birthed both of my children by then both my daughters by then i'll be living in connecticut because that's where edgar and i want to raise our children because they have the best public school system old money rich yes 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 we'll have an estate by 33 yeah i imagine a couple (laughs) 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 um i might be an exec still at a entertainment industry entertainment company like now or i will be retired off of my husband's pension (laughs) yeah yeah i love that (laughs) So, Real Housewives of Connecticut. Yeah. Get it started. What? Be an executive producer for the Real Housewives of Connecticut. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. And then also one of the main fucking leads. Yeah. I think my goal in life is to just end up on a Real Housewives um, franchise. I think I'd bring the fucking funny. I'd be so entertaining. (laughs) Oh, my God. Imagine me on that. We would both need to be on that. Imagine us in the same one, the same city. What city? The only city we like in common is L.A. And Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And we're, we're both going to leave. It's true. Mm. It's me sooner than you. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But those are our answers. We'll figure it out. Real Housewives of Zoom. Real Housewives of Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Next. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Conspiracy theory? Do you know what a conspiracy theory is? I, bitch, yes, I do. <laughs> Then why'd you say it like that? I'm just conspiracy like... Conspiracy theories? I don't really have any conspiracy theories. I know that. Well, uh, you don't have to believe in them, but which one's your favorite? That's what... The, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? Go first. Okay. Um, One that I really, really enjoy is that... I And what I mean by enjoy is I just think they're hilarious and like totally believable to somebody who's just not all there. Like the <laughs> the fake moon landing one. I've looked up YouTube videos of this before and they are totally, totally convincing people that the moon landing was fake. I believe it. It looks so convincing. And honestly, as a, you know, a normal average person, I low key believe it. I would low key believe it. I just think that one's fun. I like to talk about it. I love to see the evidence. Like people get so like hyped up about it and they're so passionate about it. It's hilarious to me. Also, the flat Earth one. I think that's actually insane. I just think it's so out there and the so Earth crazy. The Earth is flat. Is that what you said? Yes. Saying? Have you, you? There's a whole like <laughs> society of people who believe that the Earth is flat. They're called flat Earthers. Yeah, I know that. And they're so serious. They're so serious. I just think it's hilarious. I need to talk to somebody who's a flat Earther. If you're a flat Earther, reach out to us on Instagram and we'll put you on the podcast. And tell us why. Tell us why. I'm so intrigued. Like, how do you believe that? I just haven't looked into it. Maybe if I'll research it, I'll get on your side. But right now, I think you're insane. So now your favorite conspiracy theory. 
I think that's crazy because yours are a little bit more deep. The only one that really comes to my <laughs> mind um, on Twitter, somebody made a whole thread uh-huh. of how Avril Lavigne has been. Um, <laughs> she's been replaced. She's been replaced with a new Avril Lavigne. <laughs> that's the only conspiracy theory I can think of. And that's where we lie on that spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Oh my next. God. Okay, next question. What are your signs and what are your least favorite signs? Ooh. Well, we already established I'm a Libra. She's a Libra. My least favorite signs. Um, I don't have like a least favorite sign. Yes, you do. Do I? Mm-hmm. I don't like Scorpios particularly, but a lot of people in my life are Scorpios and I don't have an issue with them. But if you told me you're a Scorpio, I'm like, ooh. Ooh. That's funny. Mm. What? What's your read on that? On you? Uh-huh. On you, I think... No read. Okay. I can't, <laughs> I can't think of anything. Yeah, I think I'm just... I don't I don't have an aversion to any, like, astrological sign. I just think it's a fun thing to talk about. And if you tell me you're a Scorpio, I'm just going to come to some conclusions. What was... <laughs> I don't know. When was her birthday? Um sometime in the spring it was either april or may oh no what's that an aries <gasps> really yeah well there it is early yeah if not a taurus okay well she was bouncing between those two she was what she was bouncing between those two then yeah those are pretty horrible um <laughs> i'm a virgo and my least favorite sign oh my god i've been thinking about this all weekend have you yeah, no, I don't want to say least favorite. There was another question that we got that I can can okay. that I will okay. go more into Wait detail about. But my least favorite sign I would have to say is Aries. Damn. And both of my siblings are Aries. My dad's an Aries. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're probably one of the least favorites. Interesting. That and Sagittarius. Who's a Sagittarius? My whole family. Oh. Everybody in my family. Okay. I like how last week it was like, I love my family. We bond. Yeah, no, Everyone's no, no, a fucking Sagittarius in my it, family. But it's I don't different. Fuck with it. Yeah, it's different. Sagittarius. Ooh. Y'all. Ooh. Y'all are something else. Y'all are something else. Sagittarius. I'm sorry. There we go. Anyways, next. Those are our least favorite signs. When would you want to get married? Have kids? Me? I don't plan on that. Really? You no. don't plan on getting married? No, not really. You don't plan on having kids? Not until I'm fucking rich. Do you know you want that though? Like Um Or are you like whatever about it? It's yeah, I'm more whatever about it. I'm really? more of like I'm not going to plan on having a wedding and mm-hmm. getting married and having kids until I'm actually rich mm-hmm. to where I can have the wedding that I want to have mm-hmm. as luxurious as possible. Right. And send my children off to boarding school. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not having I'm not thinking about having kids until I can afford to send them off to boarding school. Okay, so it's not on your agenda. Not for the next ten, twenty years. Damn. All right, fair enough. What about you? Um, well, uh, I'm very different, I'm very structured. Mm-hmm. I want to be married by twenty eight. Twenty eight. Have my children before thirty five. Both You of know them. they say that twenty seven is the, like is the most crucial year in your life. For what? It's either like the best or the worst year. Oh, God. Yeah. So when I, I know I'd said this prior on an old episode when I went and I, um, what is it? 
when I went to a psychic. Mm, I've had mm-hmm. multiple psychics tell me mm-hmm. 27 is not going to be my year. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> 27 is going to be the year where I go broke. <sighs> and then I get rich again. Well, that's going to be amazing. So maybe you need to go to a psychic and see if 27 is the year to get married. You know what? Maybe you can wait till 30. Mm. But I'm the same way. I don't want to have kids or get married until I'm rich enough to afford exactly what I want. Yeah. Like, I'm not having a half-assed wedding. I'm not going to have children if I don't have a mansion. It's not going to happen. Their own wing. Yeah. If they don't have a ensuite bathroom, it's not happening. I'm it. not birthing children into this world. <laughs> well, it's a lot harder for me to have children than you, so. And I have a time. I have a timeline, too. I can't have kids after 35. It's high risk. I could die. The children could end up, you know, not okay. Maybe you'll be my surrogate. No, no. Someone is literally, they said, Danny, can you be my surrogate for my children? I said, and and they're gay. And I said, no, I don't even want to have my own children. I want a surrogate. So that's not on the agenda. Bitch. (laughs) I'm sorry. But yeah, that's, those are our answers. Very But I did a podcast with you. Okay. (laughs) Give me your vagina. (laughs) Can I use your womb? Can I just borrow it? Can I use your uterus? okay next next question okay uh name your biggest influence on career choice for both of you Ooh, this is a good question i'll go first because i don't think mine is as uh deeply connected and influential as omar's Mm -hmm. answer because your career choice is based on passion and mine is not um I my career is finance and I'm not passionate about finance. I'm passionate about being wealthy. Yeah. So I think my biggest influence on career choice was honestly my boyfriend. When I went to college, I decided to major in business because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't like I had no interest in being a doctor. I had no interest in doing engineering. I had no interest in anything besides knowing that I had to make money. And um, I went under, I think, business management Mm -hmm. and I was talking to Edgar at that time. And he said, no, you should major in finance. Like you'll get a real job. You'll make a lot of money. It's the exit opportunities with that degree is just way better. And I literally switched to a business finance degree because of Edgar. Oh, my God. And I'm on this career path because my boyfriend influenced me and not in a bad way either. Like because of him, I have a great job. I didn't have to go to a, a like master's degree. It's easy. I'm really good at it. And I don't know what else I would have done. Like, I don't think I'm good at anything else besides numbers. Wow, that's kind of sad. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just not passionate about anything. Like, I, I can't see myself doing anything for work for the rest of my life. But you're good at a lot of things. Yeah, but not like something like this. Yeah. Career. Like, I, I'm not passionate. About, I'm not going to fucking medical school. Are you kidding me? Yeah, neither am I. I'm not going to law school. Are you kidding me? No, maybe. We law thought, school? We talked about this. You'd be a good lawyer, but would you want to go through law school? Yeah, I definitely could do it. I couldn't. I definitely could do it. Yeah. We talked about this. We did. Yeah, that's that's my biggest influence on my career choice is wanting to make money with the least work possible and my boyfriend. Mm. Thank God, because I have a good job. Love that for you. Okay, now your turn. Um, well, I have to say mine is like 50-50 mm-hmm. because what I studied and what I'm doing now are two Mm -hmm. different things. But I think it just kind of sets me up obviously financially to just kind of do what I want and Mm -hmm. be what I want um, without the limitations of finances. So for me, 
um, like on the real estate property management end. I don't, I don't know if I look up to anybody, mm-hmm. but I, I see that there is this trend with a lot of um, celebrities who are tapping into the real estate market mm-hmm. and kind of doing flipping. I did watch a lot of House Hunters renovation. Oh, loved that show. And I loved it. Yeah. And that's, I feel like I just kind of have an eye when it comes to that. I think so, you do. Um, so that, on that end, I kind of really want to do something like that. But it's also kind of creative. Mm-hmm. Houses, um, like, you know. Architecture, interior architecture, design. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Are very, there's a lot of art still involved in that. Absolutely. When it comes to, like, film, screenwriting, production, which is what I studied, I would have to say uh, big influencers on me. Definitely, I always say this, is Mindy Colling. I think she oh. she um, she writes for her people. Yeah, absolutely. And, and puts her people on, you know, the main stage. Yes. And I think that's really important. And so that's something that I'm always thinking about, like, how I'm going to, you know, showcase my people next. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say Mindy Colling. Yeah. Oh, that's right? so sweet. So what's your dream <laughs> dream career? What's your dream job? Honestly, I hate that question. It's not it's not one job, it's multiple. I want to always be doing something new. Okay. That's so me. You think I, you'd get bored? Yeah, I get so bored easily. So you I'd do. always want to be doing something new. Mm-hmm. Um whether that be like a business end, whether that be, you know, like a creative art end, somewhere in between both. I do I do not want to be doing the same thing. No, right, um, yeah. So I I don't have one dream job. I have like 30. Oh, damn. <laughs> so basically I'm trying to set myself up to where I can do all those things. Yeah. And, you know, love off my assets. Oh, my God. That's my dream. Can I marry you instead? Right? <laughs> and then we can just paint all day. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I love that. <laughs> Anyways. All right, next question. Okay, so we have two submissions, and they're different questions, different sets of questions for each one of us. Oh, okay. So let me read yours first. It says, for Omar, I really admire how vulnerable you are with your siblings and evermore, how vulnerable they are with you and each other. How did it become that way? Was there a holiday where one of you were like, fuck it, let's just be upfront, or was it always so transparent between all of you? Um... And then there's a side note, respect is a huge factor in my culture, and with that comes hierarchical rules of conduct. Does that play in your family, and if so, how? Ooh. Let's break it down. Let's go to that first question. Okay. Um, okay, so the first one was, I admire how vulnerable you are. How did it become that way with your siblings and your family? Um, let me start off by saying that... It was not always that way, given that my grandma was very, um, you know, like they're saying, like the hierarchy, like the very uh, religious, Mm -hmm. you know, um, wife. She has her husband. And it kind of started when my family lost my grandpa, who was technically really the only man in their life. Um, And so this was back in the 90s, I believe, or like not 90s. It had to have been like early 80s and so basically my grandpa died of stomach cancer and then it was my grandma and she was left with one boy and four daughters and basically she they were kind of running a business together um and 
it kind of just happened to where my mom or not my mom, my grandma basically like took over the business end and she kind of had to make the living for herself and had to make sure that um, everything was still running and she still runs this business till this day. Mm -hmm. So when we, it was kind of started by them to where they decided that, you know, if our mother is a strong businesswoman who can fiend for herself and give to her kids, um, we are not going to follow these generational stereotypes of where we yeah. need a man to, um, you know, provide for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to provide for ourselves. And then with with that comes, obviously, you know, the women in my family are all educated. They all went to college. They mm-hmm. um, all studied. They have made it for themselves till this day. Um, and with that obviously comes their own opinions, their own values, their own mm-hmm. ideologies, and they're not going to change that for a man. And so till this day, um, my aunts and my mom are very opinionated, opinion, I can't even say it. Opinionated. Yeah. <laughs> and so they kind of push that onto us to also, even for me, like even for me having a boyfriend, they're like, you, you better not have a man that's going to provide for you. You need to provide for yourself 50, yeah. 50, even for my sisters. So, um, not only was that taught onto us by my grandmother, my moms, my aunts, um, they were always letting us know you need to provide for yourself. So that way, like if you have something you want to say and you want to, you know, express your feelings mm-hmm. within your partner, you're not going to lose anything, you know, like there's not something that can be held back against you. Um, and so, with that being said, we're always having opinions. We're always, you know, saying what we want to say because we are all, all we're all technically self-made. Right. We only depend on ourselves, so we don't really have anything to lose. But our relationships with one of our there's nothing to hold yeah, back. Yeah, you there's know, there's no what I'm reason saying? to hold back. There's no reason to hold back. Absolutely. Um, and so that's really kind of how it happened. Uh, for all of us to just kind of be able to be vulnerable with one another because we don't depend on one another for many like our siblings like we're not living off of anybody else we're all Mm -hmm. you know paying for our own bills and stuff like that so it it kind of was just like generational where they started like this thing we're like okay well this is how we're gonna tell it and we're gonna be real and then it was kind of just taught on to us about like just like that and it's still till this day I mean with the youngest of the family who's now 10 years old Mm -hmm. she's also starting to be a little (laughs) self-made she has her own job and she pays for her own thing she pays for her own phone right um and she also jumps into the conversation now because she doesn't have really anything to lose either so if somebody's gonna tell her something she's gonna express herself too so it's very much just the way we were brought up and um pushed forward i guess you could say i'm I'm going to assume or my takeaway from that is that it was a gradual realization from everybody in the family that, you know, we can't be oppressed by this hierarchy, this patriarchal figure in our lives. And because of that, slowly, gradually working its way, withering its way through your family and intertwining itself through your family values, you have slowly been able to open up and express yourselves without repercussion. That's kind of that pathway that I see for this question. Your take on it. Right. And then there's a second part. Respect is a huge factor in my culture. And with that comes hierarchical rules of conduct. Does that play in your family? And if so, how? 
Um, I would say, you know what? Not really. Um, we Y'all can un- go across generations. Mm-hmm. Everybody can get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We understand that the Latino community can be very toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, just by the way that it's it's been t- brought down or mm-hmm. like, you know, pushed down onto us. So um, I would say we really don't follow that structure anymore. You guys are my, progressive. On my mother's side of the family, I, yeah. I really enjoy that is that we're very proactive mm-hmm. um, and come in almost like all aspects of the life. My grandma being 70, she also understands a lot of these changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she could you know, stay the same and try to push that agenda. Right. Um, because my other side of the family, my other grandma, that's how she very much is. But um, I would say we really don't follow those values. And sometimes people think it's kind of weird. It's very rare. Kind of I'll crazy, tell you that. Kind of crazy, like when our partners come over and they just kind of hear the conversations that we're having. They're like, well, um, for instance, my sister's boyfriend's like, ah, well, I wouldn't say this to my aunt the way Absolutely. you talk to your aunt. Yeah. Because that's very disrespectful. Sure. Or like, you know, we'd get shunned for that. But I'm like, the dynamic that we've built mm-hmm. allows us to openly speak how we want to. That's so cool. But it's also like, you know, they understand my tone. They yeah. understand um, how I'm delivering it. Um, and 95% of the time, I don't mean it with, you know, malice malice at all like yeah. it's very i'm very genuine so i will say we we really don't follow that structure and that's i really and i really cool. enjoy it yeah that's fucking amazing I can really you imagine like freely speaking your mind to your family and giving them criticisms and not them not taking it up the ass like that like that is a very unrealistic thing in most families i would say you cannot openly criticize members of your family like that the average person couldn't do that in their family yeah and it's but it just it's with it's met with love. No, absolutely. It's but met like with that's, love to push us. You only do that to people you love. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like I would never go to a random stranger and be like, Well, this is why you suck as someone who's near nearest to me and dearest to me. Like you can only go to your family and be like, Look, this is my deal and this is how I feel and I hope you're okay with that and I hope you can be mature about it and realize like I'm telling you this because I care about you and I want you in my life. Correct. Not because I'm being a bitch to you. Because that's totally not what it is. Anyways. Thanks. Great answer. Thank you. How uh, that? All right. Now your question. I'm jealous. Okay. My question. Danielle, what is your experience with your mom's side of the family? Your dad's side is very apparent in episode five. Just curious. What are some learned principles and reflective experiences you've had with your mom's side? Ooh. <sighs> um, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest. First question. What is your experience with your, your mom's, mom's side, side of the, of the family? family? My experience is um, I'm obviously not as close with them as my dad's side of the family because I grew up primarily with only, I grew up with my dad yeah. and I saw my dad's side of the family more than I saw my mom's side of the family. My mom's side of the family, like her extended family, I see them once every five, six years. They live across the country. Um, I don't I am close with one of my cousins. Um the other ones are a little too young and they live all the way across the country. They don't even know who I am, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not super, super close with my mom's side of the, I mean, I, I see them and I act like nothing's, you know, changed. Like, Oh, I see them and it's like, Oh, remember like when you were five, remember this? Mm. Yeah, of course. Like they're my family at the end of the day, but it's a different dynamic for sure than my dad's family. Very I will disconnected. say that. 
very disconnected and they're also just two different sets of family values and different connections i mean my dad's side of the family they are very close-knit it's only the three of them and extended but like the my dad my aunt and my grandma they are a close-knit family they will ride or die for each other you know to the end um and that's all that i saw you know that's the only thing i've seen but with my mom's side i i don't know i mean i see them but it's not i don't know if i've taken anything learned principles reflective experiences my mom's side of the family are very passionate (laughs) i will say that i think it's just a general filipino thing they feel a lot of things and they feel them very strongly um and I can appreciate that. You know, mm-hmm. I can take something good away from that. You yeah, know? you're very passionate. I'm very passionate. And I definitely get that from my mom's side of the family. That's definitely a product of that side of the family. Okay, mabuhay. <laughs> um, but like you were saying, when you were saying, like, I can have open conversations with my family because we don't see hierarchical rules of conduct. Correct. I definitely don't think that's the case with my mom's side of the family. I don't think I can, I would ever openly criticize any member of the family and expect like a good reaction out of it. Just because my family values, my mom's family values, that's not what we're about. That's not how that works. You're not supposed to do that. No, of course. Is disrespectful, which is normal in all families. Correct. Omar's family is an anomaly. Jesus Christ. Nobody does that. (laughs) Yeah, no. And we understand that. Yeah, I mean, and that's totally okay. I can accept that and I can love that and it's not an issue at all. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think I've really reflected on this ever. I don't reflect. Damn. Yeah, I, I don't reflect on. So in conclusion, what you take from your mother is the passion that you have. Yeah, definitely. I think just passion is the main thing that I can take away. I mean, they are the most passionate people I can think of. I mean, when it comes to anything, joy, anger, love. I mean, they but, are passionate. But there's a, there's a lot of women in that family, correct? Yes. Very passionate. There women. you go. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Period. All right. On to the next question. For both of you, what is your earliest memory? Like, how old were you? What happened? Who was involved? Etc. Ooh. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I will say the earliest memory that I have, which is kind of funny because it's actually with my dad. My mom's going to be like, bitch. Oh, my God. (laughs) The earliest memory I have um, is with my dad. Um, I actually, I don't know if you've ever, well, obviously driving to the Edgewater Mm -hmm. um, area, that first left that you take to get into Edgewater and there's like a waterfall, Mm -hmm. that little waterfall thing, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. I know what you're talking about. The water fixture. Dirty, whatever it is. The water fixture. The earliest (laughs) memory I have, I want to say I was like two or three. Wow. And my grandparents lived at Park Circle Mm -hmm. down the street from Edgewater. So it's Edgewater and the neighborhood behind it is Park Circle Mm -hmm. area. So they live there. And I remember I was like two or three. And I think this was like just the beginning development of Edgewater. Um back when it was just that first group of houses mm-hmm. uh my gra- my dad took me to that water fixture park area <laughs> to go swim <gasps> in the fountains of the it was edge. fucking disgusting <laughs> so i just remember swimming in that oh my god that's your earliest memory that's um, no i had to have been like two or three wow yeah, i had to have been two or three then they always say like i I like love to swim. I would always, cause my, I grew up with a pool. My grandma had a pool in her house mm-hmm. and she just took it out not too long ago. 
Um, so we'd have like really big pool parties. Like me and my siblings would always go swimming. Yeah. But I don't remember anything before like seven or eight years old. Yeah. Um, the earliest memory that beside from that is that I can think about is the first time I took, um, my first steps at my grandparents' house. Holy shit, you remember that? I remember that. That's kind of crazy. And then um, Wait, I what? Yeah. How do you weird? remember that? You had to have been like eighteen months old when you yeah, took your first steps. I remember right? that. How do you remember that? I remember. I don't know, but I remember it. That's literally insane. And I also remember just that memory of swimming in that water fixture at the edge water. <laughs> yeah. And I had to have been literally no more than two or three years old. That's so funny. Isn't that weird. That's so weird. Holy I don't forget crap. shit. Yeah, clearly. What Damn. about you? Um, my earliest memory, I don't know how old I was. It was, I lived in Vegas at the time, so I had to have been four, five, six. Jesus. I don't know the timeline. Um, and we lived on an apartment. I remember these apartments right outside of Nellis Air Force Base in Las Vegas. And I don't remember if my mom was there or not. But obviously I was with my dad and it was like the middle of the night and I was watching a VHS tape of Elmo and it ended and I wanted to switch it to the other VHS tape, but I didn't know how. Yeah. And I remember like seeing the white static screen, you know, you know what I'm talking about? And being scared. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember walking out of my bedroom. I don't think Danica, I don't remember Danica. Maybe she was there. She had to have been there. And, um walking over to my parents bedroom and like knocking and it was pitch black like everybody was asleep and we were asking them to like change the vhs tape for me and i remember like walking back to my room and my dad like just switching the vhs tapes <laughs> like you so the one i wanted i don't know how old i was i had to have been four or five like i said yeah that's my earliest memory i'm dead i was a full functioning toddler period yeah all right, next question. <laughs> um, this one's a, a chunky one. This is going to be our last one for the first half of the segment, and then we're going to move on to um, our current event segment. All right, this one says, man, it's so good to hear some old 530 voices. <laughs> <laughs> Miss the 530 so much. But have you guys ever fallen out of love at some point in your relationship? If so, what did you do? Ooh. There's more after this, but let's answer this one first. Well, I've never fallen out of love in any of my relationships. I always get broken up with. That's crazy. <laughs> I've never broken up with somebody ever. I'm always getting broken up with and left in heartache. Um, I would say, well, uh, let let me be clear. So I've only been in one real relationship. There you that go. I count. Clear it up. Um, however, <laughs> I would say for me, I would consider love as like waves. It comes yeah. in waves. Mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, high and low moments. So for me to say, oh, I've never fallen out of love or I've never felt love, mm -hmm. I'd be lying. Yeah. And I think it's very normal sure. to even say that. So yeah. um, I would say it's more of just the life moments that we have. Um, and basically, like, what I mean by that is, I will go, me and my partner go through separate life moments mm -hmm. and that pushes us closer or further away from one another in that time frame. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes it'll be like where I'm just, you know, working a lot, coming home or yeah. vice versa. Um, and we just don't have that time. We don't um, 
you know, talk as much, share our opinions, or go out as much. We can be there all day together with one another, mm-hmm. but if we're not going out as much, um, then sometimes I just get bored, and, I, and I'm just like, well, what am I doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not to say it's completely my partner's fault. Right. Because the relationship is very much 50-50. Mm-hmm. If you're falling out of love, potentially it's because you're not putting enough in. A hundred. Ooh. Ooh. I like so, that. So to say... Um, I would say it comes in waves. Absolutely. Um, There's always going to be good times and bad times. And I don't expect uh, my relationship to be at like a flat line all the time Mm -hmm. or a hundred percent or like 110% up. I know that we're going to go through low moments and we're going to go through like phases of just wanting to feel like individuals. I think it's normal to want to feel like an individual sometimes. Oh, absolutely. I want to be by myself and I want to remember what it felt like, um, to, to not be in a relationship. Not, to just have you and you Yeah, only. to just kind of have you and think about you first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and sometimes I get like that. And But for the most part, 98% of it, I've always came back to, you know, a high point again. And I remember why I'm still here. Absolutely. Yeah, I, def- I, I can definitely relate to that. Like, there's moments where it's not always going to be 110%. Yeah. Where it's like, you know what? Like it would be kind of cool to like be on my own and be independent and Mm -hmm. be this person, you know, but at the end of the day, I always come back to, I love this person with all my heart. I can't imagine my life without them. Exactly. And that's all that matters. So for this question, um, I don't think we've ever completely fallen out of love. Sorry. (laughs) I can't really speak on this experience. Um, next question. Oh wait, this is the, the carry on of, the same thing. Okay. Questions and comments for Omar. I would have loved to hang out with you more throughout high school. Felt like we could have had a mutual friendship. I remember you invited me to your senior grad party and that shit was wild. What did you like and dislike about the farewell party or senior grad party? Huh. <laughs> I was there. I'm going to get messy. Huh? I'm going to get a little messy. Oh! Get the bleeper out. So what I remember is at this party, um, if I remember correctly, this is the party where like 15 people slept over. Oh, wow. And I remember I got in trouble from my mom <gasps> because one of my friends was dry humping another one of my friends in the living room on <gasps> the floor under some blankets. <gasps> and my mom's seen. And then I think... <laughs> Wait, who was it? It was. <laughs> and I remember it was funny because before that had happened, <laughs> was trying to dry hump with him. Oh, my God. And he wasn't having it. And so she went and laid on the couch with somebody else. Who? I don't know. Oh, OK. And then um, them two stayed on the floor. And my mom was like. That's the little girl. I know her. Um, I can't believe this. And she was She's like, in shock. She was in shock. She's going through the stages of grief. Yeah. <laughs> and so she was like, what's going on? Oh, now I know who. Um, it was. Oh, and, no. And they were trying to mess around, too. Oh, no. And so um, I just remember, like, I fell asleep. I was fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I fell asleep in my room. And I or maybe I didn't fall asleep in my room. I don't remember. There was a lot of people that slept there. Jesus Christ. Um, so that's what I thought was funny. I think that was really funny. What I really 
in, I mean, in conclusion, what I really liked about it is that it was a great party. I yeah, like I feel like I would always have get-togethers that they weren't that big, but I feel like everybody always had great energy yeah. coming to my house. Yeah. And because I was very selective too, so like if I invited people over, it's generally because I wanted to celebrate with other yeah. people. And I think something about me is like I love meeting sometimes love meeting new people Mm -hmm. and so there was a lot of people that i was not close to but i had always had you know like regular normal conversations with in school and um and i'm like you know what like i'm very friendly like you don't have to have your guard up coming to my house like my house my house was very welcoming absolutely so um i really enjoyed that there were there were people that did go Mm -hmm. that i invited but i wasn't expecting for them to go oh and i'm like you know what i'm saying like i'm like i would love to have you come over but like Mm -hmm. you know you don't know me like that yeah so if you don't feel comfortable coming then that's okay but it'd be great if you guys did and a lot of people did so i really like that Um, and i like how people like we all just kind of like meshed well together it was great Um, there was no fights yeah there was not really that clicky yeah no it wasn't clicky at all everyone was everywhere everybody was everywhere but i definitely thought it was so funny just the next that night of in the morning after there was like so many people in the living room and somebody was getting fingered somebody was you know what i'm saying it was just all nasty um i love that anyways next oh okay so this same same submission let me say it (laughs) you want to read it yeah so the same submission also (laughs) did a little side note for danielle and it says in comments for danielle spelled your name wrong daniel Mm-hmm. Daniel, my first impression about you was that I thought you were the stuck up, too cool, and too, in quotations, popular to talk to type of person. But one of the interactions that I've I've made with you so far seemed like a pretty funny personality and always loud as shit, but in a good way. <laughs> I've always remembered you through tennis practice, through Tony or Yancey. Overall, my question is, in your life so far, what do you miss doing the most that you did in the past that you can't do now i mean no lies wait hold on too stuck up oh the stuck up too cool or too popular to talk to type of person did i give off that vibe in high school Mm. am i just blind and stupid i never shut myself off from talking to anybody a little bit did i a little bit but i was but i was worse so, so that's, I'm like, you're asking the wrong person because you're right. to me, I was like, you were like a little chihuahua. What do you mean? And I was a Doberman. Okay, you know bitch. Like, All right. You weren't, you weren't intimidating me. So maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. You're right. I don't, uh, I don't think I, first of all, there was no, at least from my perspective, there was no clicks in our high school. Mm. There, I don't think there was like jocks, populars like nerds geeks like lame people like i don't our high school yeah you try to be all of them (laughs) i wasn't all that's what i'm saying like how could i have been like this too cool too popular to talk to when i was everywhere there was no way i was too cool but i was doing all the ap classes i was in leadership and asb like that's the nerdiest shit i can think of you know i i was in sports i was (laughs) my whole personality was school maybe just being unapproachable maybe that's the vibe you gave off I can understand. A lot of people have said that. They're like, when I first, like, like, saw you, my first impression is that you're a bitch, one, and that you're just unapproachable and you don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, that's maybe what they mean, that you were just unapproachable. Well, I wasn't. I talked to a lot of people. Mm. I I was very friendly in high school. 
I don't know. Maybe a little bit of a bitch. Yeah, I, w- I would say I was more unapproachable than you. Absolutely. What the fuck? What the but fuck, again, Omar? But then again, wrong conversation. Wrong person to ask. It's true. It's Anyways, true. go back. Going back to the question. Um, what was the question? What do you miss doing the most that you did in the past that you cannot do now? Um, tennis. I still play tennis. I played like twice last week. It was so fun. Um, I definitely think it's just depending. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Say it. Go Li- ahead. Before I give my answer, let me hear your two cents. Living rent free. Literally. No, literally, I miss living with my dad. <laughs> I miss not having to go grocery shopping. I miss yes. not having to pay for fucking cleaning supplies. If I have to buy toilet bowl, bowl cleaner again, I'm going to be pissed. I'm tired of it. I hate... I love it. Obviously, like, when I was a teenager, I thought the complete opposite, and I wanted to be on my own. I yeah. wanted to do everything on my own. But now that I'm 23, and I've been doing this shit for five years, being on my own, it's exhausting. it's exhausting, and I don't like it, and I really miss the times when I was just at my dad's house, and all I had to do was worry about the fucking float for homecoming, and what my dad was going to make for dinner. Like, I miss that so much, and I wish that I had appreciated it when I had it. I feel like you appreciated it as well as anybody should have. As a teen, I was doing the best I could at 16, 17. Yeah. <laughs> you were involved in everything. Yeah. I just, I miss those days so much. I miss not having responsibility. Different responsibilities. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Not real responsibilities. Not real world responsibilities. Literally. That's what I miss the most. Um, and then a oh. little PS. Oh, a little PS. Keep striving and thriving with the podcast and friendship y'all have. It's pretty rare seeing great friendships going around these days. Much love. Much love. Aww. Uh, What's actually funny is that we really hate each other. No, um, literally. We can't stand each other. <laughs> We're just here for the views. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> just kidding. Let's move on to our elephant in the room segment. We're going to take a break from the questions. We've done half of them, about half of them so far. Let's talk about current event. One. Let's talk about one current event. What's the elephant in the room this week? <sighs> This one's actually really sad. This isn't as lighthearted and funny as I thought it was going to be. What? Leslie Jordan died today. Oh, my fucking God. The queer icon of Leslie Jordan. This is a very this sad This is really sad. For the queer community. Everybody yeah. is devastated by his death. And it was a car accident. Leslie Jordan was pronounced dead this morning when his car drove into a building. Absolutely awful. 67. 67. Only 67. Can you Ma- believe that? It makes you want to cry, honestly. It's awful. It's funny. It's not funny, but I have a funny <laughs> story about Leslie Jordan. Let's hear it. Um, But before I say that, mm-hmm. Trinity the Tuck. <gasps> her doing, snatch game doing leslie jordan the, the snatch, snatch game, game was absolutely amazing it is um, one of the best it's one of my favorite snatch game performances and for those of you who don't know who um, trinity the tuck is no oh. leslie jordan is oh get a lot Will grow Grace, up please um fucking vine icon say one of his iconic lines right now what y'all doing <laughs> screwing <laughs> Daddy, daddy, watch me twirl. Watch me twirl. Daddy, I'm twirling. My mom loves him. Anyways. Wait, was he the one that said, I want to be a cowboy, daddy? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, a funny story that I actually had about Leslie Jordan is that one time when I had just moved to L.A., I went to the Americana. Mm. the Or the Grove. The, the Grove. Grove. I went to the Grove. And um, 
I was walking at the Grove, and I think if I'm correct, they have a movie theater there, they right? They do. Um, so I'm walking from Nike to the movie theater. Uh-huh. I'm not going to the movie theater. I was just walking in, in that, that direction. direction. And there happens to be a restaurant next to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. There's like fucking thousands of restaurants. Right. And so Leslie Jordan walks out of the restaurant. Is it the I'm, Cheesecake Factory? I think so. That's I th- the one right next to the movie theater. I think it was it's a Cheesecake Factory. It's a three-story Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. And so he's walking out, and I'm walking towards that oh my way. God. And I'm looking at him because I'm like, this guy looks really familiar. Yeah. And so he's looking at me up and down, <laughs> checking me out, like, Aww. with, like, does not, like, with no shame. Right. And he was checking me out, and then I'm, like, looking at him, and I think it's so hilarious. So we walk past each other, and then we both turn around at the same time, and he blows me a kiss. No way! And I turn around, and I start laughing. So Aww. every time I think about Leslie Jordan, I think about when I ran to him at the Grove, like... It's just such like his character in That's literally so in literally like a minute. That's hell- I love that. Right. Aww. Let's I'm end so the segment there. I'm. I don't want to talk. I don't want to be sad about this. R.I.P. Leslie Jordan. R.I.P. Leslie Jordan. Jeez. You are a queer icon. Ugh. So sad. All right. Let's go back into <sighs> our other half of our audience questions. Let's do it. All right. Danielle. You're gonna read it. I'll read them. Okay. Go ahead. What do you do when nobody's looking? Mm, a lot. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I don't know. Bite your nail bits. Oh, I bite the hell out of my nails and my cuticles. Um, yeah, it's a hack job over here. But I do that when people are looking. I don't care. What do I do when nobody's looking? I don't know. What do you do? I pick up my boogers. You do you actually? Yeah. Do you really? I get a lot of boogers. Fair enough. Not from here. Coke. I just get boogers. <laughs> Not from Coke. I think I look at my toenails a lot and I pick at them. Like if there's nail polish, I'm picking. Huh. Yeah. Nothing Gross. crazy. Just like anxiety driven. Yeah. Anxiety takes. Definitely. Right. When you're bored and alone, like what else do you do besides like gnaw at your body because you're anxious? Don't know. Yeah. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like binge eat or like. Oh, I do. No, I don't binge eat. I don't feel, I'm not ashamed to do it. You know what I do? I when as <laughs> when Edgar goes to bed, I eat. You eat? I snack. But I'm snacking like at two in the morning. I don't think Edgar knows this. He's gonna That's how gonna get fat. He's gonna be so mad at me. I know. But it's just like I don't want I just like to do it when nobody's around. Not that I have shame around it. I just I get bored. One or two in the morning, I'm fucking bored. I can't sleep. I, I'm an awful sleeper. I have a awful sleep schedule and i'm just I'm, I'm there for a snack i'm there for a pint of ice cream i'm there for a little nibble you know what what do i do when nobody's looking i go to 7-eleven and i buy the family size bag of takis and i eat it in one sitting no, you don't. that's what i do no, you don't. i fuck but i do it in front of everybody but i feel like <laughs> i no, know what the fuck but i feel like if nobody's watching i really fuck it up <laughs> You said no remorse. Whole hand. Not just the three finger touch. The, the whole hand goes in. And lick my fingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not rinsing your fingers. You do that in the company of other people. Oh, my God. That's probably like the worst thing I do. That's so funny. Anyways, who is the most important person in your life and why? Ooh. Oslo. Oslo mm-hmm. is the most important person in your life right now? Absolutely. Huh. I love him with all my being. I think about him 24-7. <sighs> I know that's an easy answer, but it's so true. That's crazy. I could give my cat away like today. <laughs> Omar's cat's been giving him hell since he got back from Mexico. Oh my God. <laughs> well, who's the most important person in your life and why? Well, obviously my fucking partner. Oh, is that that obvious? I, I don't know. After Oslo, it wouldn't be Edgar. 
It wouldn't? No, it'd be like my dad, my sister. Yeah, I was going to say it'd either be my mom or my partner. And I only say my partner because they truly see who I am 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And that is a lot. Yeah. He sees like all of my anxiety tics, my little panic attacks. Yeah. My anxiety attacks, like my worries, like my self-doubts. So for me, like when I'm having a lot of anxiety, um, like he like he knows when I'm like saying things in my head and he's like, mm-hmm. what are you saying? Mm-hmm. Say it out. Oh my God. Speak it out. Like, That's he, crazy. like he instantly knows yeah. like, if I am um like basically like he helps me with my anxiety and that's kind of like how our relationship started like when i um when i first met him before i was going through like i was having really bad anxiety mm-hmm. panic attacks like three a day oh my god yeah and so you need to be medicated yeah which is kind of sad because at the same time it's like he is somebody that helps me cope with it yeah but like i'm always thinking well what what is he like what is how is it affecting him mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i have to think about his mental health but I would say him just for the fact that he helps me get through those moments. Yeah. And so I've really progressed with that. I think you're right. I think there is a level, different level of vulnerability you are with your family and with your partner. Yeah, because my mom, she listens to me about everything. Yeah. But she doesn't see my little tics. No, right. She doesn't see, like, my day-to-day, like... She's not I, there for the day-to-day. Yeah. You know That's what, what I'm it saying? Is. And, yeah. like, we learn our partner's body language, their routine. Yeah. Um what they like, what they dislike and, yeah. and everything. And so he probably knows me the most because I've just given him everything. Like I, right. I have not, um, hit anything. Like I am a hundred percent me. You know what? Maybe I was being too harsh. I've been watching too much Teresa Judice. And yeah. She's fucking, um, she's going crazy right now in episode eight of season 12. I hate you. So, you know what? I she, think you're right. Because Edgar is there for me. I'm more vulnerable with Edgar than anybody else in yeah. my life. Edgar sees me on my ugliest. He sees me when I'm crazy, insane, when I'm yeah. going through the gutter. Like, Edgar sees me at my lowest. Exactly. So, I definitely think he's he's higher up there than I first mentioned. Great Period. take. Next. You're welcome, Edgar. <laughs> you pulled that out of me. <laughs> You said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ooh, this next one is a fun one to both of you. Who would you marry, kill, and have kids with from your friend group? Marry, kill, and have kids with. That's funny. Not instead of marry, kill, fuck. Uh, Yeah. It's it's marry, kill, and have friends with. (laughs) Who would you marry, kill, and have friends with out of your friend group? Um, Out of my friend group, I would... (laughs) I would marry... My friend Sophia, because <laughs> she is hilarious and optimistic. Did you met her, right? At the yeah. game night. She was here for a little bit and then she had to leave mm-hmm. early. She's just hilarious and optimistic and she always makes me smile. And I think that's the most important thing when you're looking to uh, marry somebody. Mm-hmm. So I would a thousand percent marry Sophia Varela. Um, who would I, what's the next one? Kill? Who would you kill? <sighs> that's fucked. Out of all your friends, just <laughs> do it. No. Just say it. Out of all of my friends, who would I kill? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Mm, I don't know. You. Me? <laughs> Just kidding. Thanks. <laughs> bitch. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Who am I going to have kids with? Mm, who's the hottest? Who am I having children with? But it's also like, who's going to be a great Who's going to be the best parent? That's the thing. Ooh, I'd have... I'd have babies with Kayla 
because she's a psychology major. She knows all the ins and outs. She works with special needs children. She she's very kind. She's very patient, and I am not. And I feel like my children will need that. And Ooh. she's gorgeous. So I'm going to have children with Kayla. Wow. Those are my answers. What about you? Let's hear it. Who are well, you married? Well, I would have I would have married you, but you <gasps> killed me. <laughs> Wait, really? Um. Out of all yeah. your friends, I'm the most best option for a life partner. Oh my god, yeah. Really? We'd be rich together. Oh, we'd fucking make it. I feel it. like we'd be rich together. We'd have really good conversation. Oh, our kids would be in Juilliard. They'd dinner be on would, Broadway. Dinner would be good. Ooh. Yeah, like our children would be art snobs. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And very well dressed. Oh, they'd be gorgeous, they'd too. They'd have a color palette. They you got good jeans. Anyways, <laughs> um, so fuck you, bitch, because you <laughs> killed me. <laughs> I just said you because that was an easy answer because I don't want to kill Whatever. any of my friends. Whatever. Um, out of all of my friends... <laughs> Oh, I would kill Rosa because she never texts me back. <laughs> so she might as well already be gone. And then I would have kids with, let me think. You know what? I'm going to say it. Say it. I would actually have uh, kids with Alex. He's a great godfather. Okay. And I won't disagree. Yeah. He's a great godfather. And aside from you, he is also my only other friend who has actually given me a gift for my cat. <laughs> and that matters. And that matters. Yeah. I think, um, I think he's a great godfather. Okay. I think he's great with children. I'm not going to knock him for that. You can't knock him for that. I'm not. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. You can do it. Boom. <laughs> Anyways. Next question. Experiencing new things. Um. Making myself as uncomfortable as possible in the Ooh, best way possible. I like that. So, and just learning. Mm-hmm. I want to basically change everything about me mm-hmm. and, you know, get down to the nitties and gritties. Okay. I don't want to be somebody that has um, a bunch of walls built up and a bunch of like, you know, things like either I don't know how to do or... Um, I can't do this. I can't do where I don't want to mm-hmm. do. I don't want to be that person. So right now I'm really trying to make myself... Um, be uncomfortable to where I'm forcing myself to do things that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's when I'm the most me. I love that. Thanks. Yeah. Wow. That's a great passion. answer. Thanks. <laughs> Mine was, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to feed my dog. Just trying to fucking feed my dog. I don't know. Danielle. Yes. Who, <laughs> who are your most recently searched profiles on Instagram? <laughs> no cheatings. Tap the search button and name the names in the bar for your co-host. Okay. Okay. The first one, I have mine up. I didn't cheat. The first one up is Young Sweet Row because I uh, fell into that Travis, Kylie, Young Sweet Row TikTok drama. Mm. Um, the next one is Kim Kardashian because we share the same birthday and I wanted to see what her birthday post was. I'm just going to do the top three. And then the next one after that was my friend Sophia because she posted a picture of me and I just wanted to see it. Oh, how cute. Nothing juicy here. Sorry. I know. Same. So mine, I actually think is set up to where it's like my most um, active followers. Okay. I don't think it's the last people I've searched. No recent? It's just a recent. Anyways, the first one is my sister, Selena. (laughs) Why are you snooping on her page? And I don't know why. I don't know. Like, I really don't care for her content. (laughs) And then my other one is my sister, Carolyn. Oh, damn. And then um, after that is you. Me? Yeah. Why? I don't know. 
What are you doing? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> you said I blacked out and I was just looking but at anyways, all of these women in my life. After that is Sebastian Yatra. He is a Colombian singer. Ooh. And he's so fine. Hey. I literally go on his page all the time just to fucking look at him. <laughs> him. He's like, he's so fine. Sebastian Yatra. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I don't like his music, but, like, he's so <laughs> fine. Like, my toxic trait is thinking that if he seen me on the street, I could bag him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Same. No, but I could I could so do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. And then after that is um, Gigi Gorgeous. <gasps> I love Gigi Gorgeous. And I looked up Gigi Gorgeous because uh, my boyfriend, he went to the Ralphs uh-huh. up the street. Uh-huh. And he's seen Gigi Gorgeous there. Was she, was, she, was she with her girlfriend, boyfriend? Oh, no, she was with, what's her name? Um, I'll tell you right now. Okay. Her boyfriend's name Ledemi. is... Who? She was with Ledemi. Yeah. Anyways, I looked up Gigi Gorgeous because I forgot who she was. And my boyfriend was like, oh my God, I just seen Gigi Gorgeous. Oh yeah, she low-key fell off, huh? Yeah. And then um, Young Miami. Young Miami. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I don't think the first three counted, but yeah. I looked up Young Miami because she made a song, a new song with Diddy, and <laughs> I was on the Ox driving to Mexico, and I wanted to see what the song was called. <laughs> so that's what I put. Nothing juicy. Sorry, guys. Nothing juicy. Y'all thought we'd, you would catch a slipping? No. No, I did. If you would have asked me last week or oh, what was, we were well, no, no, two weeks ago when we did the friendships episode. <gasps> oh, yeah. We had Instagram names. It was messy. Yeah. We were on live and everything. And they were just like, you know, <laughs> then I would have told you different names. But since this episode is different. Um, anyways, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> if you could only have one app on your phone for 24 hours, what app would it be? My app would be TikTok. Yeah, I could. 24 hours on TikTok is easy, dude. Yeah. That is no problem. The TikTok comments are so out of pocket. You could be on TikTok comments alone. It's a chicken salad. It's a chicken salad. I love that one. first Deli. Y'all need to come up here. Y'all need to try this chicken salad. first Deli. It's in Ohio. Is it in Ohio? Yeah, I've seen. I've been on a chicken salad TikTok. I know, so have I. I'm kind of getting over it. <laughs> Next, name a show slash movie people worship that just isn't for you. Let me go on my letterbox right now because um, I've got a few. Riverdale. Ooh. I don't understand it. I don't get the plot. I don't even want to delve into that because I've tried Riverdale for like 20 minutes. I, I don't get it. No. 13 Reasons Why. I don't love get it. 13 no. Um, and also Selena Gomez was also like co-producer on it, I think. She was, wasn't so, she? So even more corny. <laughs> Unfortunately, keeping up with the Kardashians. You don't like it? No. And you wow. can't and you can't tell me it's interesting. I just I always see these TikToks of them like making fun of their conversations where they're just sitting at the dinner table. Uh-huh. And they're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to um yeah, tonight. <laughs> oh, no, really? Look, I'm easily entertained yeah. by that. I'm sorry. I love it. That, let me think what else. Give me some, give me some names. Um, I really don't like the movie Don't Look Up. I know a lot of people really, really liked it, but I thought it was trying way too hard to be relatable to Gen Z. And I thought it was the, I know it's satire, but it wasn't good satire. Sorry. Um, TV shows? I don't know. See, I have this thing where I say I don't like a TV show, but I've never seen it before. 
Like, I was that way with Friends. Like, I was like, yeah, Friends is for people who don't know what funny really is. Ooh. And then I watch Friends and I love it. It's so funny because that's me with um, The, the office. office. I love The Office. But Mindy Colling wrote it. Yeah, there we go. And I just can't do it. Unfortunately, I can't. Damn. And that's, um, um, also, any anything movie. that has The Rock. Really? No, I don't. The I don't, Tooth Fairy? No, The Rock wow. plays the same character in every fucking movie. And it's good. It's consistent. Jumanji? No. With Nick Jonas? No. Like, how are you going to tell me the only thing that you can do is run through the wilderness <laughs> to find a fucking treasure? He does it good, all right? No, that's just boring. Oh, um, any TV show or movie with Haley Steinfeld in it, I'm not watching. Me with Tom Hanks. What? Not watching it, babes. Not watching you it. You cannot say that. No. Tom no Tom Hanks. Hanks? Have you seen the Elvis movie? No. Unbelievable. Oh, I also don't like Jaws. I know that's like a super like standard that's me that's me with marvel and dc i don't get it i okay that's fair (laughs) i i you know what that's fine i can appreciate that um i don't like any i don't like stupid comedies like ted don't like it i I don't know maybe i'm just not a comedy person i don't like the movie juno (gasps) no not that one (laughs) i don't fuck with you with that shit (laughs) because i love that one i love juno Uh juno was just like going back to last week's episode there's just uh, so much you just don't understand about Juno. I'm sorry. Oh, also A Star is Born was boring. The one with Lady Gaga. I mm. love Lady Gaga, but that movie was not good. No, you're a bitch. <laughs> All right, let's move on from this question. <laughs> We're causing uproar here. Um, what's the most annoying thing about people from L.A.? We had a whole episode about this. The most annoying thing about people from L.A.? Did we answer a question like that, though? No, I think we just talked about our experiences. Yeah. Uh, the most annoying thing about people from L.A. Oh, it says from L.A. Um, I almost want to say my boyfriend wrote that. <laughs> most annoying thing about people from L.A. I don't think it's like super, super annoying. I just think it's really funny that they are in this bubble of sorts um, and they don't know what the outside world is like all they know was los angeles and what there is to do here in the restaurants and i think it's the weirdest funniest thing like all they know is la and they don't know anything out and they can't comprehend anything but their current circumstances damn i think that's actually insane like (laughs) maybe i'm just well traveled um but the girlies are coming for you i just can't fathom not knowing what another place is like and only like knowing your home it's la or nothing yeah i agree but you could that's not even just la though that's everywhere but i think from la it's funny because like these bitches don't know chain restaurants like <laughs> they've so never annoying. they've never sat out at like an outback i know people who've never been to an outback steakhouse never been to a chili's never been to i've Apple never Bees. been to an outback steakhouse okay i've been to chili's a chili's is a staple an applebee's I just think, I don't think it's annoying. I mean, do what you want, but I just think it's kind of crazy. It's insane. Damn. What about you? Mm, they're coming for you. Sorry. Um, I will say I actually had this conversation with my partner and um, his friends a while back. Mm-hmm. And I actually just talked about this last night, too, with one of the girls um, on my drive home. I was telling her that um, something that I've noticed about LA people is that they are very passionate about their city for, yeah. no, for no reason. What do you like, mean? 
Christina. It's just like I, <laughs> you know, like can't knock down L.A., but also like um, what was I saying? Like they have so much passion to give, but sometimes it's like not needed. And so I was just basically saying that <laughs> when I first started, you know, really diving deep, diving deep in with L.A. people like they a lot of the people that I was talking to did not like the criticism that I was giving. Mm. And they'll be like, this is how we were. This is how we were raised. This is it. This is us. Sure. I'm like, but you could change that. Yeah. Right. So that's that's what I what I think. Fair enough. All right. Next question. Would you ever go to your high school reunion if your school was to host one? Well, here's a funny thing. Omar and I were uh, presidents of our school, and I think that we are responsible for... No. Who is then? The historian. The historian? Yes. I know who mine is. I know who mine is, too. Yeah, they're responsible for that, not us. Well, if there was a high school reunion, I would go to it. I'd go to it, too. Yeah, I have no... I had, like we said, Omar and I both had great high school experiences, so... No, I'd love to reconnect with all those people again. I wouldn't say that. Okay. Well, I w- <laughs> the people I've wanted to connect with, I'm still friends with. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to like have those conversations and like relive. But that's true. Like going back to what I was talking about the party, like those people who I didn't really connect with yeah. in high school, like didn't talk to. Like I'd love to see where they're at now. Yeah, I would love to go to a high school reunion. Let's do it. Let's plan it. Should we plan like a joint one? Class of 2017 and 2018? No. Messy. No. Messy, messy, messy. No, I didn't like your class. I didn't like your class. I didn't like mine either, but I also didn't like your class. <laughs> um, All right. Next. Um, who is the simp in your relationship? Who is the simp in our relationship? Mm-hmm. Like in, me and you? Or like in no, our own in our own relationships. Me. I, I would say me. it varies for me. Oh, that must be nice. <laughs> I would say it like jumps back and forth. Yeah. More me though. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I have my simp moments. You, you know what? I will say I am a simp. My brother was making fun of me after listening to the relationship episode. And he's like, you really did all this on your first date? Literally. Oh, yeah. People have been like double tiered carrot cake for real. And yeah. So my brother, he was talking to my family about that um, after his wedding. He's like, can you believe like that Omar really did that? <laughs> and he's like, you're hell- you're a fucking simp. You're a fucking munch. <laughs> but I'm like, for me, I'm like, why does it matter? Why does it matter? What is what is wrong with showing somebody that you have interest in them? Being a simp is not a bad thing. You heard it here first. So... Being a corny ass motherfucker is. That's bad. Being but, corny. Yeah. There's a difference between corny and being a simp though. So I guess I'll say I'm the simp. <laughs> anyway. We're just a couple of simps. What can we say? From an astrology perspective, what sign would you absolutely not date and why? Hmm. I mean, I'm not going to be like the story time from two episodes ago. Where we were talking about a Gemini. Yeah, I I don't think I would ever like exile somebody like from dating just because of their star sign. Huh. I mean, I'm dating the worst of the worst right now. How no, you're not. <laughs> you're not dating the worst of the worst. I promise you. 
I don't know. I've heard some horror stories about Geminis. You have a stable household and you're not losing hair. <laughs> it's true. So. It's really not that bad here. I make it seem like Edgar's this awful, crazy yeah. Scorpio, but he's not. He's the Just chillest because he Scorpio. tells you how it is. Literally. <laughs> um, for me, I would never date a Sagittarius. Oh, damn. Just straight up, huh? I can't, like, straight up, I would never date a Sagittarius. Uh-huh. Um, we are not compatible. And it makes me sad because Beyonce and Jay-Z are a Virgo and a Sagittarius. Damn. Well. But, yeah, but, you know, we got well, a whole album. Mm-hmm. We got two whole albums. Mm. One from Jay-Z, one from Beyonce, and they made a joint album. <laughs> after that so i would never date a sagittarius um sag men are toxic i was just having this conversation last night with <laughs> one of my friends because her ex-boyfriend was a sagittarius Oof. and we both agree that he wasn't shit there we go um and i also wouldn't date an aries either um i know a few aries men who are just horrible damn liars love my brother but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but in in the astrology aspect, um, the Virgo is the first sign. Technically, technically, the Virgo is the youngest is the mother of the chart. Oh, okay. And Aries are the babies of the chart. Ah, uh, that's what it was. So that's why they call them childish. Mm. Um, and that's, yeah, that doesn't mesh well, does it? Yeah, and apparently, like Virgos have a lot of wisdom to give. Mm-hmm. Um. And basically, like, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. But I would never, yeah, I would never date a, an Aries or just or a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because I'm dating a Leo, and that's the only other fire sign. Oh. But I think Leos are different. I think Leos, <laughs> Leos are completely different. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think I could date um, a Cancer. A Cancer? Toxic. Really? Yeah. Cancer women are great. Oh, okay. Cancer women are great. They're crazy, mm-hmm. but they're great. Cancer men, they want to know everything about you Damn. to use it against you. So. No. Manipulate you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Would you ever date another Virgo? Would I date a Virgo? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's Absolutely what I thought. not. I love um, having my sanity. Yeah. <laughs> Think about two Virgos who have... Um, a lot of anxiety. You said I'm self-aware. It's no. not happening. It's not happening, babes. It's not happening. Um, That's funny. I think what I like about dating a Leo is that there doesn't always have to, have to be like reasoning behind what your actions are. Mm-hmm. You just do it because you want to do it. And that's it. Right. You know, so my boyfriend kind of pushes me to be like, you know, a little bit more fun sometimes. Um, and not just not have to look deep into things. He balances the Virgo out. Yeah, because if I date into the Virgo, why should we do this? Why is it benefiting Oof. us? Yeah. Like a Libra. I, c- I couldn't date a Libra. I couldn't date somebody I, that was like me either. You know what? I couldn't date a Libra. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but you wanted um, to marry me earlier. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but it's like a co-parenting <laughs> thing. Yeah. I couldn't date another Libra. I think Libras are very stubborn. We're very similar to Virgos. That's what it um, is. Yeah, but Virgos, we can adapt. We are mutable <laughs> signs. We um, we can adapt to the environment. Libras, y'all, if y'all say no, y'all want no, and that's it. <laughs> I'm like, no, but convince me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So Libras are like... It's, it's a hard no. It's a hard no, and you're not changing my mind. So I couldn't date another Libra ever. Fair uh, enough. I get it. I get it. 
shit. I know. I'm self-aware. I know how I am. I wouldn't date a Libra. You're either. not the worst of the worst. Really? No. Damn. You're up there, but you're not the worst. <laughs> you bitch. You know what I'm saying? So oh sorry. God. So basically, half of the chart you're not touching. But it's not just about their sun sign. It's right. about their moon sign. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your Venus in? Mm-hmm. What is your Mars in? But in conclusion, like a big old fuck no, a Sagittarius, <laughs> Aries, Libra. Virgo. You know, I won't say Cancer. I, I'll say Cancer, but I'll think about it because my boyfriend has <laughs> like 70% of his chart is in Cancer. Oh, shit. So there's a lot of emotions running up in my house. You said, I'll put you on the back burner. I won't X you out just yet. Anyways. Next, if you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? If I were to go to jail, it'd be because of all of my fucking speeding tickets. Oh, yeah. All the speeding tickets you have, they're going to come to your house and just take your house and be like, you haven't paid the past 20 speeding tickets. You need to be reprimanded. I actively have seven pending speeding tickets. Oh, my God. That I'm going to court for because I'm not going to pay them. Period. So if I were to go to jail, my family would think it was because of (laughs) all the speeding tickets that I'd have. And for you, tax evasion, what what do you think I'd go to jail for? Assault. Assault on who? I don't know. Some random pedestrian. I know that you can throw it down when need be. And I think like initially. If I just can't run away fast enough from the cops. <laughs> like if I ever got a call from you to bail you out of jail because I'm in L.A. Like you'd call me, right? You'd call me. I don't know your number by heart. That's the problem. You better recognize it. You better memorize. Would you bail me out of jail? Yes, a thousand percent. Oh my god, I'm definitely gonna go out and fight. <laughs> but if you, if I were to bail you out of jail, it would probably be for like some stupid bar fight or something. I feel like that's where my mind would immediately go. Like it wouldn't go to like prostitution. It would go to like you got in a tussle with somebody and mm. they just arrested you and took you downtown. See, that's my thing. Is like I can fight, but if I have to run from the cops, I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I can't run for shit. I get out of breath. If I if I got a call that you were in jail, I would say um, for arson. For, for burn- arson? For burning your house down. <laughs> I feel like one day you're going to lose your shit and you're going to burn this fucking house down. Oh, my We're implicating ourselves in right now. And then you're going to come back. I'm fine, guys. No, I'm fine. I don't know what happened. It was an accident. Anyways. My oh, my God. That, that was, was a good, funny one. That was a good one. Okay. What is the weirdest thing you have seen in someone else's home? The weirdest thing I've seen in somebody else's home? Um, okay. So, the first thing that came to my mind was not something I saw, but it was a smell. Uh-huh. I, w- I had this f- acquaintance. And I walked into their home, and it smelled like pennies. Pennies? Like coins. Ew, like hot piss. It No, not even piss. I know what piss smells like. It was penny central. It was, co- I don't know what they were doing in there. Were they white? Yeah. Oh, there you go. But the entire, <laughs> <laughs> the entire house smelled of coins. And I was so confused i didn't understand why didn't understand where it was coming i said what's cooking what's going on it smelled like pennies that was very strange for me disgusting it was gross yeah 
What about you? What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen in someone else's home? Okay, so you got to think about it like this. I work in real estate and property oh, management. You see some crazy shit. So I walk into people's homes. All the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I, I'll just say it. The weirdest thing I've seen, it's not that weird, but it's like, oh, that's interesting, is a crack pipe. <gasps> I've like seen a those fre- in the street. Like a freshly lit crack pipe in somebody's house. You said it was warm to the touch. No, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was doing a property visit Oof. and I walked in and they were like, they had just freshly smelled like, or er, oh, freshly smoked it. Jesus. So it smelled like crack. I don't even know and what And I'm like, like, I'm like, okay, I gotta go. I don't I gotta know. go. I'm like, I'm about to get high. I'm about to go. I don't want to go high. I don't yeah, so. Um, a freshly lit crack pipe. Love that. I love that for us. Real estate property management, yes. babes. Yes. Next. Is Danielle. cereal soup? Is cereal or soup? Is cereal a soup? No, it's not. It's not. Soup is warm. Soup is warm. And that's all we're going to say on that. Anyways, how does one go about getting over somebody they thought was the soulmate, especially when you both left off in such a rocky note, but still have talked about maybe being friends and trying again? First question, could you be friends with your ex? Before we decipher this question, could you be friends with your ex? Um, no. Well, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. With any of them. Um, and I'd say no. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I don't. That's white people shit. I don't appreciate that, no. No. I don't think it's right to be, even if you didn't end on a rocky note, I think it's weird to love somebody and then not be with them and then love somebody else and keep that person that you used to love in your life. I get it if you have children together. That's yeah. a whole different story. But if you had a high school boyfriend and you're still friends with him now and you're dating somebody else, like, let him go. Yeah, I would say if you're trying to get over somebody who you thought was your soulmate. The last thing you should do is keep them in your life. Yeah, it's that's gonna like keep the worst you. thing possible. How are you going to move on? You can't. Because you're going to hold on to, at least in my mind, you having them in your life or having them be on friendly terms that the way you view it is that's a window of opportunity yeah you know there's always something there's always a chance that this will come back for me it's not healthy you're not going to heal um it's not realistic and i think it's uh unnecessary you don't need to be friends with your ex for what there are so many people in this world the last person you need in your life is somebody that you used to be in a relationship with sorry we you just popped off i just don't fuck with that I no think you popped weird. off that's strange no, don't thanks. be friends with your ex. Don't be friends with your ex. Even if you thought that was your soulmate. So what? Like, let him go. It's no. ugly. Don't be friends with your exes. Next. Next. What's your self-care day look like? My self-care day? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Let's, let's paint a picture because I love this question. I feel like I have a lot of self-care days. Honestly. Every day. <laughs> I feel like my every day is a self-care day. I'm not doing anything I don't want to do. What's like ideal like what are you doing from start to finish self-care day let's hear it my ideal self-care day is a saturday morning i slept in till 12 p.m yes um i get up and i go to brunch Mm. um if if it's planned i have a i have a new cute outfit Mm -hmm. i'm dressed real cute Mm -hmm. i have a fresh haircut Yes. My skin looks good. My gas tank is on F. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And I go to brunch. (laughs) And um, and then after that, I go thrifting. Oh, wow. Or maybe I go shopping. So you're busy. Yeah. And then after that, I go out for drinks. Mm -hmm. And just have fun. Like, really, that's me. I love a good restaurant margarita. I love a good sangria pitcher yeah like that is my self-care day sure so you're that, out and about that or going um out and having a picnic oh i love a picnic at the park cute. 
you know? Yeah. What's your self-care day looking like? Okay, here's the difference. I want to sleep until about 11 p.m., but on a weekday because it's more satisfying to sleep in on a weekday than a weekend. If you sleep in on a weekend, you feel like you're wasting your day because you only have the weekend, right? Uh, Self-care day, ideally, I wake up at 11 p.m. on a a Wednesday. Wednesday or Tuesday would be amazing, right? Um, I shower the night before, so I wake up. My hair is still a little damp. I'm feeling clean. Um, Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Right? Fresh Fresh new linens, like you just washed your bed sheets. Um, So I wake up, I get ready, and I put on the comfiest pajamas. I'm I'm changing from regular pajamas to cozy, cozy pajamas, right? And then we're going to the kitchen. We're drinking, um, (laughs) I'm really into this spiced cinnamon uh, sparkling water right now from Waterloo. Ew. It's good. I swear to God. I thought it was kind of gross at first. Delicious. It was the first one gone. It's amazing. Anyway, sipping on a sparkling water and I don't cook the entire day. I postmate two meals that day. First meal, Chick-fil-A breakfast, the no. chicken biscuit sandwich. Second meal, I don't know, but it's going to be something good. I'm not cooking. I'm postmating the whole day and I sit on my couch and I do not leave it and I watch movies and whatever TV show I'm into. Currently, it's Real Housewives of New Jersey. That's what I'm doing in my self-care day, and I do nothing else. So you're every weekend. Okay, bitch. <laughs> so you're every week. You just did this yesterday. Yeah, but it has to be take place on a weekday. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out the sick day card. Like, I'm, I'm fully using a PTO day to give myself this ideal self-care uh, day. I just pulled mine out today. <laughs> <laughs> do you think a college education is essential? Would you be in the position you are today without your degree? I don't think it's essential. Neither do I. Um, but would I be in the position I am today without my degree? No. Because in the job description, it literally says you need a bachelor's degree. <laughs> you know what? You know what I tell people? I say lie. Lie? Have you about shown a bachelor's degree? Have you shown your bachelor's degree at all? You have to sh- submit transcripts. I had to submit my transcripts. Did you? Yeah. Okay. For my job, I literally had to get unofficial transcripts and send them in. Damn. It was, they're not fucking playing. Not me, but okay. <laughs> I've been, I've had bachelors in multiple things. In multiple things. Oh my God. No. You have to fake it till you make it, babes. I honestly. Guess, but you, you're on your way to a bachelor's degree. Why fake it? True. <laughs> I don't know. I would say, um, I don't think it's essential. No, I definitely don't think so. It's a factor, but it's not essential. I think it depends on what you want to do and your current standing in society as a whole. Like if you have connections, if you're well-versed, then you don't really need a degree. If you can, if you're creative enough and and determined enough to make it on your own, then you really don't need to go to college. But if you come from an area where there's not a lot of opportunity and you just want to get out and make a name for yourself, I think college is a great opportunity for that. It definitely depends on location circumstances because in los angeles not a lot of people have degrees everything's about nepotism in los angeles yeah you You have to know have a rich dad (laughs) or know somebody who has a rich dad literally that's all you need because you know what that's all it is here that was the craziest thing when i moved to la finding out that rich people go to school for fun yeah they don't need college they go to like party and like major in dance or something i would love to major in dance right (laughs) crazy um would you be in the position you are today without your degree you no. said no because i think because my job is more it's like very hard skill technical based yeah and i think it is required like they require a degree for the mm. jobs that i got my degree in so 
No. Could I still be successful without go without have gone to college? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I it would, would have, have just taken you longer. Yeah, it would have taken me way longer and I would have had to work two times as harder. Correct. But getting a degree was easy and I have a job now. So Yeah, for me I would say a degree is not necessary in both fields that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um it's mainly about who you know. Yeah. Um and how many years of experience you have on both ends. Mm-hmm. So no, I wouldn't have needed this college degree, but here we are now. But here we are now. All right. Last question of the night. Last one. How do you feel about relationships splitting bills 50-50? I think that. <laughs> I think that it's great if you are both in an equal level of financial standing. And what mm. I mean by that is if you are both making the same amount of money then yes, it makes sense to contribute 50-50. However, if one person is making a pretty higher salary than their partner, then I think it's not wrong or not bad if they contribute more because their financial circumstances are better than Mm -hmm. their partners. I... I think when you trust your partner, you can have those conversations and you can figure that out for yourself. If you are like, regardless of what I'm making and what you're making, we're going to split everything down the middle. Good for you. Go for it. Um, but I don't think it, it's should be that way all the time. That's just my take on it. No, I definitely agree with you. I think there there is that percentage of um, like splitting. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that end. And I've had multiple conversations about this. I think you and I have actually had this conversation too. Um, yeah, we have. But basically in the aspect that um, somebody close to me put it is that basically if I have more, I should be putting in more so that we equally have like, let's just say like 40% of net income that mm-hmm. we can actually spend. Yeah, that's exactly what it, that's how me and Edgar actually do it. We're saying, okay, who we want to spend equal amounts equal percentages of our income on this together. Yeah. And it's not going to be equal because he makes more money than I do, but it's equal contributions according to our incomes. I don't know the correct term for it. I'm tired, but there's a word for it. (laughs) I love that. Split your bills. (laughs) Pay your bills. Ask your boyfriend how much he's making. Oh my God. Okay. And that concludes our Q and a segment. Thank you guys so much for submitting. We had 47 questions submitted. That was crazy. We didn't go through all of them, but we went through most of them. We went through like 45. Yeah, literally. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, but thank you guys so much for these questions. These were really good. Let us know if we should do these like once a season, if you want another one of these. I think these are fun. They're not like too structured and we don't have to think about them too much. Yeah, we had a lot of really good questions. Oh, yeah. Y'all were digging. You could have dug deeper a little bit, but this was good. (laughs) all right let's move on to our last segment of the episode our game we're gonna do a name three game um if you don't know the rules of this game we basically have categories we have three different categories um and the other person has to name three of whatever category in only five seconds you know what i'm gonna do this time i'm gonna pull up a timer because last time you were counting down very fast Okay, Danielle. <laughs> okay, go. Name three lame Halloween costumes. A witch, a mouse, and a clown. Oh, I thought that was going to be harder. I know, and you're coming as a clown next week, or a witch next week. Okay. <laughs> All right, next. Reset the clock. 
Name three Halloween movies. Halloween Town. Um, is Chucky a Halloween movie? <laughs> it's five seconds. I, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Okay, next one. Is Chucky a Halloween movie? Is it? I think so. Any horror movie, I feel like, is a Halloween movie. Okay. All right. Name three members of the Cullen family. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Edward. Oh, it's five seconds. Anyways. Unbelievable. I was thinking of um the baby's name. Renesme. Yeah, because it's Renee and Esme. Oh yes. no, but she, but Renee is not. Wait, which one's not the colon? Renee. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, show you. me your timer. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Ready. Come Name on. three rom-com movies. Love Actually, uh, Fifty First Dates, and Forgetting Star Marshall. You could have said anything. I don't even know. <laughs> you said sounds good Next. to me. Uh huh. Name three countries, starting with the letter P. Philippines, Pakistan, and Peru. Ooh. You're not going to get me on a geography question. That's Damn. for sure. That's for sure. All right. Last one. Name three signs you won't date. Virgo, Libra, and a Gemini. Ooh. Damn. Okay. Well, Danielle won this week's fucking <laughs> name three games. <laughs> All right, guys, that's that's our episode. That concludes our episode for this week. We hope you guys really enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure to tune in. Um, click the link tree in our Instagram bio. Tell your friends about us. Rate us. Um, and we'll see you next week. Meeting, Meeting adjourned. adjourned. <laughs>